Good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome one and all to Sanctuary Church of the Holy Spirit. I am Prophet Jane Brandon Brown, and I welcome you into our virtual worship place. Ah, uh, I don't know about you, but I am excited today because this is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice, and we will be glad in it. This is the day that God Almighty has created for us. Glory, hallelujah. So we thank God. We give him all the praise. We give him all the glory. We give him all the honor. And today is a continuation of the message that we started last week. Hallelujah. I have a message from the Lord and it's trust and obey. Trust and obey. There is no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Glory. Hallelujah. We must trust and we must obey because there is no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. And before we get into the message and before we pray, if you are on uh, Facebook, then click that little bell so that you get notified whenever we go live. Hallelujah. And if you are on YouTube, hit that little subscribe button so you can become a partner with us. Glory, hallelujah. And you will be have access to all of our broadcasts and all of our past videos. Glory, glory, glory. And I want you to know that starting at the March the 5th, um, we will be sending out links. So if you're interested, you got to let us know. Uh, Divine Connection will be holding monthly women gatherings. So I'm going to be posting in Daughters of the King because Daughters of the King, our ministry is part of this. And we want you to come. We want you to be blessed. We're leading up to our conference in August. This is going to be momentous. Hundreds of women from across the United States and Africa are joining in this. And some of them are bringing their husbands. So if you want to bring your husband to the conference in August, you are more than welcome. The conference is in two parts. Part one is in the good old U.S. of A. And part two is in South Africa. So I will have more information for you when we come together again. But keep your eye on social media so you can catch the notifications and you can be in the know and you can be part of. Glory, hallelujah. So, Daddy, we come to you today with a grateful heart, Lord God and an open spirit, ready to receive that which you are about to impart. We thank you, God, for this day. We thank you, God, that we woke up today. We thank you, God, for articulation of speech and mobility of limbs. We thank you, God, 
for your mercy, your grace, your long suffering. We thank you, God, for Holy Spirit. We thank you, God, for wisdom, knowledge, and discernment. We thank you, God, for your gifts and the offices of the fivefold. We thank you, God, for being the source that brings the resource. We thank you, God, for loving us and caring for us. Hallelujah. For communicating with us and being a presence in our life. And now, Father, as I go before your people, as I go before the masses to bring your message, may they be blessed, may their lives be enriched, and may you empower me when I open my mouth, flow through it. These and all things I ask in the matchless name of my Savior, your only Son, Yahshua HaMashiach. Amen, amen, and amen. Glory, hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. I am grateful. I am so grateful to God today. For the last couple days, I have been in warfare. And you know, if you're in a battle, sometimes it feels like you could be losing that battle. So when you finally hit that place where you see the battle turning and you, you, you kind of see the sun coming up on the horizon, the, the, the light at the end of the tunnel, it, it, it boosts your hope. It, it, it gives you uh, additional joy and strength and, 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 and the willpower to say, I, I can make it. I can go a little further. I can press a little harder. I can sacrifice a little more. Glory, hallelujah. And I almost forgot, Tuesdays at 7 is School of the Prophets. So if you're interested in School of the Prophets, get in touch with me so that you can get the information. Invitation only. Okay, now let's dive into this message. So if you remember, last week we were in the scripture and we were talking about two very important men in Numbers 22, Balaam and the king that had sent people, that had sent people to get this prophet. And we, we talked about some of the issues that the prophet had in trusting and obeying. And so this week, we're going to look at the limps God will go to, to interrupt our wrongness <laughs> and the limps we go to, to circumvent God. And to see that eventually the one thing about God, he's a gentleman and he gave us free will. And so he will not overrule our free will, no matter what it is, because if he did, it would just eliminate free will in this realm called earth. And so it was a gift he gave. And the Bible says that his gifts come without repentance. So he's not sorry he gave us the gift. He sometimes is disappointed in what we do with the gift. 
And so just like, you know, we do with our kids to see where their maturity level is, where uh, uh, our trust meter should be with them, how obedient they are. Uh, if they've learned the life lessons we've tried to impart to them, we give them little tasks. God does that with us. And he, he does it with the sometimes knowing we're going to fail the test, but still hoping that the choice we make will be to pass it. Glory, hallelujah. So when we look at uh, verse 20 through 23 in Numbers, and remember, we're continuing from last week. So if you missed it last week, go on YouTube and you can catch up with last week's message and it continues with this week. Amen. So in verse 20 through 23, the prophet Balaam, God had given him specific instructions. And one of those instructions were, if the men who came from the king came to you, if they come to you, it was an if then, then you can do this, but it had parameters set around it. So sometimes God would tell us, yeah, you can do this, but you have to do it this way. He, he puts parameters around it. And, and he really is hoping that we won't do it, but he knows we're going to do it. So he's trying to put parameters around it so that we don't box ourselves into such a place that we can't get out. And so Balaam, the prophet, didn't wait for them to come to him. He got up extra early and he went to them. So that's the first disobedience right there. Because God said, wait and see if they come to you. But sometimes in, in, in our haste to do what we want to do, in, in our haste, glory, hallelujah, for uh, uh, our desire to be done. And, and God has told us to wait. And, and, and we live in an instant society. We want everything right now. You, uh, you're anointed to be a pastor. Okay, I want to open my church right now. Before this service even ends and the oil has finished dripping, I have my cards printed and, and I'm trying to rent a, 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 a storefront and, and I'm going to hold service and and I don't know what I'm doing and how I'm doing it, but I know God's going to bless my mess because I was just anointed. Well, you need to take a lesson from David. David was anointed to be king. And 20 plus years later, it manifested. So everything that is said to you and, and shown to you and given to you is not necessarily for this moment right here. And we have to be in such relationship with God that we understand and we can, <clears throat> glory to God, we can discern the season that this is for, because, okay, God is not for this season. What season is it for? And, and, and he builds patience in us. Glory. Hallelujah. He builds patience in us so that, uh, um, uh, I'm sorry. So that 
I thought I turned my phone off and I left it on, so forgive me. Uh, we have that fruit in our life. And so we have to learn how to wait. But Balaam got up early, went to meet them, jumped on the donkey, and then he said he followed them. Who are we supposed to follow, y'all? Jesus said, follow me as I follow God. We're to follow God. And if we're following Jesus, he's following God. But too often we choose to follow Lottie, Dottie, and everybody. And then when we're in the muck and mire, we looking for in the quicksand and we sinking and we looking for the rope to pull us out. And we want God to be Tarzan and ricochet us on out of that place or Houdini or the genie or something. When before we even took off and followed, we were given instruction, don't do it. But we follow our girlfriends. We follow our peer group. We follow the little voice in our head that's not the voice of God. We follow our own will. We follow what influences us the most. But we don't follow God, the sustainer of our life, the one who exhales so we can inhale fresh ruach daily. We don't follow him. We follow the drug dealer. We follow the thief the liar, the fornicator, the whoremonger, will follow anybody, the crack pipe, the bottle, but not follow God. So even the prophet was in that place. We follow the money, the position, the influence. And see, that's what the prophet was doing. He was following the money. Because the temptation that was dangled before him was so great that he waited with his position, his office, his place with God and was willing to compromise that for what the enemy had offered. So that angered God. Because you know, I, I, I'm going to speak for me as a mama. Sometimes, even now, my children are grown with their own families, but sometimes now when I'm trying to impart my 30 plus years of wisdom over how long they've lived on the earth, and they're trying to overtalk me or by their demeanor, dismiss me, it makes me angry because I've already seen what's going to happen if you take this course. And I'm trying to stop you from being derailed. I'm trying to stop you from crashing and burning. I'm trying to give you a, a different perspective. I'm trying, glory, hallelujah, to show you a better way, a more sure way. And so God sent an angel. The angel of the Lord appeared and blocked the way of the prophet. The, but the prophet, I, I want y'all to hear this. 
those that call themselves children of God, those that call themselves saints, those that profess. They, he was so caught up in his own agenda and press that he didn't see with his spiritual eyes what was right in front of him in the natural. Somebody going to catch that. It, it, you know, reach up and catch it, y'all. It said the prophet didn't see. But the donkey he was riding saw. Now, you know, that's something when the donkey that you're riding can see the angel of the Lord and you, the anointed prophet of God who sits in the governmental seat of God, can't see God. That's a whole nother message right there. Just marinate on that for a minute. And when the donkey saw the angel blocking the way, and, and, and I'm going to use my, my spiritual imagination, the donkey said to himself, oh, heck no, I'm not going and in, 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 in entangled with that. Not me. Not today, not tomorrow, not ever. If you're blocking this way, I'm going that way. And the donkey turned and went a different way. Glory, hallelujah. Now, can you imagine being in a car and riding down the road and your car comes to a stop and you didn't stop it. And then your car makes a left and you didn't have control of the steering wheel and you're fighting your car to go forward and your car is turning left and there's nothing you can do to stop the car from turning left that's the scenario that the prophet found himself in in that moment with the donkey so when the prophet couldn't get the donkey back on the path he began to beat the donkey. And, and I imagine he was calling the donkey all kind of names. Your stupid donkey, your dumb animal. He, he was just berating the donkey. Because now he's mad at the donkey because the donkey has separated him from the people he's trying to follow, the situation he's trying to get to. And it's taking him a different way. It's going the other way. How many times has God sent something to block our path? And we get, that's, that's where that saying come from. Don't kill the messenger. And we get mad at the messenger or we get mad at the message because it strikes deep down inside of us and that thing begins to cut. And so we get mad because it goes against what we want to do, the way we want to do it, because we want to do it, and we feel we have the right to do it. So here we go, prophet. Not seeing, not hearing, not obeying, and not trusting God. 
verse 24 through 27. Glory, hallelujah. I call this the salvation through a donkey. God sent his only begotten son that we could be saved. But before Jesus came, he used so many various methods to try to keep his people in a safe place, to keep his people from hurt, harm, and danger, to keep his leaders in an upright position. He, he did everything he could to keep them in relationship with him. And so now they go on, he done beat the donkey, but the donkey ain't never turned around. The donkey, he be beating and the donkey's still going. And as they got further down the path, it, it was a narrow path. And, and there were, it's between the mountains. So there's a mountain on this side and there's a mountain on this side. And, and so there are two walls and there's a narrow path. You walk through them two walls. And the donkey again saw the angel of God. Glory, hallelujah. Second time. So now the donkey's thinking to himself, I, I'm in a, I'm between a rock and a hard place. Anybody ever been between a rock and a hard place? You don't see any way out. You don't see any solution. And, and, and the person or, 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 the people or the organization that's supposed to be taking care of you, have your best interests at heart, that, that's supposed to be ensuring your well-being, can't see that you're between a rock and a hard place, can't see the situation and the issues surrounding this, can't see the chaos and the crazy that's about to erupt. Can't see. Oh, glory, hallelujah. Oh, I need my fan. I'm feeling the Holy Ghost in here. It's getting warm in here. Hallelujah. It's a dangerous thing when the people of God can't see and have discernment in the spirit. But it is a disastrous thing when the prophet of God can't see God. So the prophet's not seeing for a second time. So for a second time, the prophet starts to beat the donkey. And I know at this point, the donkey's like, I just need to buck this idiot off of me. He keep beating me because he can't see. He beating me because he can't see. And I can't tell him what I'm seeing, but he ought to know that something's going on. By this point, he ought to have discerned that there's something going on around him, that there's some kind of interference happening that there's a reason that he's being detoured, derailed, and denied. Glory, hallelujah. So the angel had moved. And now the angel 
is blocking the narrow place. See, the angel's like in the middle. Now he's in the front and he's blocking, completely blocking the entrance. And when the angel moved and blocked the entrance, the donkey understood that there was nothing he can do and no place he could go. He was powerless against the force of God. He was powerless between the angel of God and the blind prophet. He had done all he could do. And so what did he do? He fell down prosper. He just fell out. <laughs> when you've done all that you can do, be still. And so the donkey said to himself, I've done all that I can do. I can't do nothing else. There's just nothing else I can do. So I'm just going to lay down here in the ground. And, and whatever this angel, this 15-foot angel with this six-foot sword decides to do, he's going to do it because there's nothing else I can do. We just going to die today. Me and a blind prophet just going to die today. So again, the prophet becomes enraged and beats that donkey. And then a miracle happens. Have you ever been so blind? Mm-mm. -mm. To the supernatural. Have you ever been so caught up in the world and the things of the world that you start arguing with your miracle? That you get into an angry discourse with your miracle? That you start trying to justify stuff with your miracle? And then you wonder, how did I miss my miracle? Hmm. Well, verse 28 through 33, 34, we can see the manifestation of a miracle. God opens the mouth of the donkey. Now, when you see something that says God opens the mouth, in the scripture, God said, open your mouth and I will fill it. So, he didn't wait for the donkey to open his mouth. He opened the donkey's mouth and began to speak. The donkey began to speak. Now, we didn't hear of an animal speaking since the Garden of Eden when the serpent spoke to Eve. And, you know, nothing good came of that. So here's the second time we got animal talking. Now, outside of the Saturday morning cartoons that I used to watch with my kids, no animals talk. I got two dogs, and they bark, but they don't talk. If one of them start talking, I'm going to be a zillionaire, and I'm going to be on every network known to man because I'm going to know that a miracle has taken place in my life. Don't know about nobody else. Of course, that'll be after I regain consciousness from falling out that my dogs start talking to me. Amen. We got to have humor, y'all. I know you're laughing. We got to have humor. So God opens the mouth of the donkey. And then she turns around 
And she starts talking to the prophet. And she says to the prophet, I have a question for you. What did I do to you for you to beat me three times? And so the prophet, this is how far gone the prophet is. The prophet blind, <laughs> cannot see. And now the prophet is in discourse with the donkey and, and it hasn't struck him yet that in all the years that he rode that donkey, that donkey had never spoke to him in a language he could understand. Come on, somebody. So the prophet responds back to the donkey. He said, number one, you mock me. What does that mean? That means that when I was trotting along in all my pride and arrogance and press and you turned <laughs> and started leading me away and I couldn't control you and get you back to where I wanted to be, you bruised my pride. You wounded my ego. So I had to beat you. Ha! And he said, the second time I beat you because I had actually wished I had a sword because I would have killed you. So now the prophet is filled with pride. He's filled with arrogance. He's filled with the lust of the things of the world. He's blind. And now he got a murderous spirit. He wants to kill that which transports him. And so the donkey said, well, let me ask you a second question. Am I not yours? Do I not belong to you? Have I not been in your possession all these years? Do you not know me? Have, have, have I ever done, ever, in all the time that you've known me, have I ever done this before? Have I ever turned around when I was leading you? That's what the donkey's saying. Have I, the first thing should have been, have you ever heard me speak? Have you ever heard a donkey talk? Have you ever seen a donkey lead? Have you ever seen a donkey just outright disobey? Now that one I can attest to. When I was a little girl and we'd be on my grandfather's farm, the farm down from us, Miss Dorothy's farm, they had a donkey. And my grandpa used to laugh and he used to say that that was the honorary old donkey he knew. And that donkey, if he didn't want to do something, I don't care what you did, he wasn't going to do it. And I remember one day they were out in the field and we were out there playing and the donkey sat down in the field and they pulled and, and, and begged and they did it. And the man came with a club. And when he came with the club, the donkey kind of, it was the first time, even as a child, it just struck me and made me be still. And he raised that club and the donkey just turned around and looked at him. And, and, and I imagine that the donkey said, hit me with that club here. 
and, and the man put the club down and called two, three other guys. And he said, get behind him and lift his butt up while I pull and we just going to take him back to the barn. And the guy stood there a second and they thought about it. Now, if you've ever been on a farm or a ranch or a, a, a stable, donkeys, ponies, horses, kick. <laughs> Don't get behind them. You will regret that decision. And so eventually they realized that they just had to leave that donkey alone. And they walked off. And as soon as they walked off, that donkey stood up, looked left, looked right, and trotted right back to where he came from. That has stuck with me my whole entire life. So when I read this story the first time when I was a young child, I laughed because I thought of the donkey. And now as over and over and over again, and then when God gave it to me for this series it, it it took me all the way back to when i was a child but it mesmerized me <clears throat> you know your pet you know your work animal you know even down to your computer your stove your coffee pot you know how what belongs to you operates you know its quirks you know its inconsistencies. You know its strengths. You know its weaknesses. You know its dependability. Somebody else that's just a casual visitor or observer might not know, but you know. Why? Because even if it's an animal or an inanimate object, you have relationship with it. So you know it. So here, the donkey's even showing the blind prophet. Not only have you lost relationship with God, but you've lost relationship with me. You don't know God and you don't know me. Because if you knew me, huh, if you knew God, then you would know that you are standing in the crossroads of your life. You would know that you are standing in a manifested miracle. You would know that this is a supernatural occurrence. And you would be seeing with your supernatural eye. You would be hearing in the spirit. <clears throat> so the prophet after the donkey is done replies, no, I, 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 I've never seen you do this before. No, he's no, no, no. You've never done anything like this before. No. And the moment that realization hits that the donkey has never displayed this behavior before, God opened the prophet's eyes and the prophet began to see in the spirit. Now, huh, 
the prophet sees the angel <laughs> with the sword. Now imagine seeing a 15 foot angel with a sword. What would that make you do? Hmm. So I, I, I'm going to, I, I love to bring things into actual life. So when my children were young, they were held hostage, my two daughters. My son, my husband, and I were not in the house when it happened. And it went on for hours. And there was a young man who had lost his mind that was trying to kill his fiance and her child. And I guess anybody else who got in the way. And she ran down the street into my sister's house. And she, my sister, and um, the son were hiding in the house. I was unaware. I was on the phone with my sister and the phone went dead. And um, for real, for real, I had been in the bathroom when she called and I'm like, you know, what's going on? And, you know, it seemed like I couldn't get out the bathroom and I'm like, oh God, what's going on? And so finally I had to just say, okay, God, I got to put it in your hands. But my training kicked in. So I had to grab my partner and out the door I went. And while I'm running, I'm on the phone calling 911. And I'm giving them the situation. And when I get to my sister's house, all my spidey sense went crazy. And I saw the door. I walked in, I saw the shell, the, the, the hole in the floor. I knew it was from a rifle. And so now I'm quiet because I need to get still and I need to get quiet because I need to hear Holy Spirit give me instruction. And then I heard the footsteps coming. And, and you know, I, I, I know I was in a supernatural place because I wasn't afraid. And I was angry at this point. And I know how David felt when he said, who is this uncircumcised? Philistine that would dare to mock God's people. And so he came up the steps and, and the rifle was at his, uh, um, the side of his leg. And he began to tell me what he was going to do to me and his unrepeatable language. And so um, I was told, because I don't remember, that I start telling him what he wasn't going to do, but what he was going to do was to get out of my sister's house if he wanted to live and not die. And as I was talking to him, I saw him, it was like he was looking past me and his whole demeanor changed. And he sort of, when he came around me, you know how you turn sideways and you shuffle around and out the door he went. And then once I made sure they were safe, I went out the door too, because my next thought is he was going up the street and my girls were up the street. And, um, but God, oh, when he says there are angels assigned to you, there are angels assigned. He blew up two houses 
and my children were unharmed. My dog was unharmed. I want you all to hear me. There were no walls. The fireplace was blown out the wall and had was a projectile embedded in the other side of the house. And not a scratch, not even dust on them when SWAT went in and rescued them. Let me tell you, God is a good God. But I say that because I believe in every fiber of my being because I could feel him behind me. That standing behind me was the angel of God with a sword. And when that man saw that angel, he knew that he was not going to win that battle. And he had enough sense to know that whatever had summoned this to stand behind me, that God had my back and he was getting out of there. And so when the prophet of God, saw the angel with the sword, the angel said to the prophet, why did you beat that donkey three times? He said, I came to resist, oppose, and be your adversary. Now imagine that which is for you is now against you. Woo! Somebody need to hear that a second time. That which was once for you is now against you because of your disobedience because of your lack of trust, because of your stepping into the world and out of relationship with God, because you're walking in sin. And the Bible says the wages of sin are death. So we don't like you know, to hear that. We, we don't like to know that sin can bring death. What is sin? Sin is any behavior that causes separation between you and the things you love and God. And so some of the decisions we make, some of the behaviors we perform, some of the things that we partake of bring death to us, physical, spiritual, emotional, psychological, financial, it brings death. Relational death. And so he said, your way, your way has become perverse. Hmm. Glory. Hallelujah. The angel of God is saying, mm, 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 mm. the angel of God is saying, glory. The angel of God is saying, your way is perverse. You're no longer walking in your calling. You're no longer walking in the way of God. You're no longer walking 
in the office of the prophet. You are no longer walking according to purpose and destiny. So I've come to resist, oppose, and be your adversary. Because you are no longer under the umbrella of God, the wing of God. You're no longer hidden. You are no longer behind a hedge of protection with a standard to be raised. You are no longer, why? Because you're walking in a perverse way. So the angel says to the prophet, your donkey saw me three times. The three times you beat him was because he saw me and you didn't. And he was trying and he successfully prevented your immediate destruction. He said, he prevented your immediate destruction because of this thing that you disregarded, because of this thing that you thought worthless, because of this thing that you were willing to beat. You were desiring to kill and remove from you because you thought that it was interrupting what you wanted to do. What it was really doing was preventing you from dying. It was keeping you alive. Glory, hallelujah. So he's given him an opportunity right here to turn from his perverseness, to turn from his wicked ways. He was giving him a chance right there to change some things. But what does the prophet say? The prophet said, I did not see you. I haven't sinned. <laughs> and then he said, if it displeases you, hmm. So this right here <clears throat> is the evidence that the prophet has in his spirit and his soul crossed over into darkness. That he has moved out of fellowship with God and moved in to fellowship with Satan. And his response shows us there was no sign of repentance, none, no sign that he appreciated that God loved him so much that God was willing to send his angel, but allowed the donkey to intercede and intervene. Mm, 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 mm. And 
we will look at the next couple of chapters. We're going to be right here before we hit the end. <laughs> I thought this was three parts, but God is saying, no, you got to tell the rest of the story. So next week, we're going to conclude, I believe, what, what the prophet does and how the prophet does it. God right now in some of your lives has sent people, has sent messages. Sometimes it's through a song or a dance or a movie or theater or a cartoon or an individual, a near experience. God sends a message to us, a message of hope a message of caution. Sometimes it's like that robot with Mr. Smith. <laughs> danger, danger, danger. And we choose to ignore it. Sometimes we are so far gone and so blind that we just miss it. And then when we get to the place where we're helpless and we're so caught up. Sometimes we look for God and then sometimes we don't even look for God then because we believe we're not worthy of God. That we've done so much, been through so much that God would never entertain us again. And that's a lie of the enemy. Because God loves you. He loves you so much that even in whatever it is that you have found yourself, the issues, the circumstances, the situations, his desire is that you live and not die. His desire is that you have life abundantly. His desire is that you be saved. Glory, hallelujah. Woo, I bless the Lord today. His desire. Romans chapter 9, I believe. Is it 9 or 10? I think it's 10 verse 9 or either 9 verse 10. Y'all double check. Always double check. Says, but I know what it says. And it tells you there's two things to salvation. Not writing a dissertation, not giving a whole speech, not crawling down in front of people, doing backflips. No, no, God said there's two things to salvation. Believe with your whole being, all that you are, that Jesus the Christ, Live, died, and resurrected. And then confess that belief out of your mouth. And the moment you do that by faith, you are saved. So wherever you are, when you have the epiphany of who Jesus is, and you confess that thing, by faith you're saved. And then the real work begins. The real fight begins. The real... Journey to purpose and destiny begins. 
Is it easy? No. Nothing in this earth realm is easy. Is it possible? Oh, yes, it's possible. Even what's impossible is possible because God is in it. He said, I am that I am that I am. So if you look at the word impossible, how does it begin? It begins with I am. So it lets you know I am possible. Even in the middle of impossibility, I'm in it because I begin it. I'm the alpha and omega. I'm the beginning and the end. So even your most impossible situation is possible because I'm in it. If you let me. See, we we have a part in this because we have a will. And we have to decide to let God be God. We have to decide to let him be our salvation. We have to decide to let him be the source that brings all resources. We have to decide that we want a relationship with him. We have to decide that we want to pursue him like we pursue drugs. We pursue the things of life. We have to make that decision. And then we act on it. So my beloved, if that was you, and you did exactly what the Bible said, then you are saved. Now, we would love to hear from you. We would love your testimony. You can reach us on Facebook. You can reach us in email. You can reach us on YouTube. There are lots of ways you can reach us. Reach out. Reach out. And if God has laid it upon your heart to bless the ministry, it's right there in front of you. The Bible says purpose in your heart what it is that you want to give and then give. And when you bless a prophet, you receive a prophet's reward. God will bless you richly for being a blessing. It's the law of sowing and reaping. And that's a whole nother lesson for a whole nother day. But trust me, it's alive and active in this earth realm. God said his laws... (laughs) would not cease to exist. They've been operating since the foundations of the earth as we know it. Glory, hallelujah. But God wants you to know. He doesn't want you to be like that prophet. He doesn't want you to be blind or blindsided. He doesn't want your way to be perverse. He doesn't want death. He wants life. He loves you and he wants you to love you and love him. So on this day that the Lord has made, may you be blessed. May you be favored. May you be loved. May you be encouraged. May you be uplifted. May you feel the warmth of the Lord. May you hear his word. May every piece 
of your shattered being be brought back together with the bomb of Gilead that's smeared on you through the Holy Spirit. May healing be your portion. God loves you. God loves you. And so do we as Sanctuary Church of the Holy Spirit. We want you to be blessed, encouraged, and empowered. And as we end this broadcast, we want to remind you, once a month, and we're going to put all the information up, once a month, Divine Connections will be holding monthly meetings at the end of the month. Um, but we're going to have one in March because we missed this month. March the 5th, it'll be on Zoom and information will be coming. Daughters of the King, be looking out for information in the group chat. Daughters of the King, we will be part of Divine Connections. There is a conference coming up in August. The conference is two-part. Part A is in the United States of America. Part B is in South Africa. You have plenty of time to gather your pennies. Plenty of time, plenty of time, plenty of time. We have the School of the Prophets on Tuesday. And we look forward to seeing you, to stretching with you, to expanding with you. In Jesus' name, may the Lord increase your capacity to carry what has been imparted to you today so that you don't drop it, you don't lose it, but it is maintained. May he bless you richly. You're going in and you're coming out. You're rising up and you're sitting down. May he bless your whole household and those that you love. May he keep your circle intact. And if you are lost or you have those that you know are lost, may they be wooed by the spirit and find direction back to safety and wholeness. Enjoy the rest of your day. Hallelujah. This is Prophet Jane Brandon Brown, Sanctuary Church of the Holy Spirit. We'll see you back here next week at the same time. And I almost forgot you can catch this message not only on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, but you can also catch the message on, <clears throat> excuse me, the podcast. And our podcast is called Shattered but not broken. Real talk with Prophet Jane Branton Brown. So long, my loves. I will see you next week. <laughs>